You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. My guest today is Kayen Kim. Kayen is a great actress who was a few years after me at Juilliard. I was in Chicago this week for a few days visiting my husband while he's working on a project there. And she's in town rehearsing for a new Tracy Let's Play at Steppenwolf. And she was kind enough to agree to come over to our hotel room, talk with me for the podcast at the very last minute on her day off. So I'm, I'm grateful. It was great to see her because she lives in L.A. now and it's been a while um, since we've seen each other in person. She's very excited about this play. So if you're in Chicago in the next month or so, I believe it begins March 30th. So check it out. I hope you enjoy the 68th episode of The Compass. going to the dark side as an artist and what is the dark side for you uh yeah um well you know I've been listening to the podcast so Mm -hmm. I thought about a lot about what I was gonna say but it's it's tricky because I feel like I'm on the dark side most of the time I just cover it up very well you know as a person I think yeah and sometimes I trick myself into saying that I'm not um, but I, it, it's one of those things because even when you're, you know, being an actor, I've been fortunate enough to like work on different projects and stuff. But I, I found myself at a lot of the times, like while I'm working, being on the dark side. Even when you're working. When I'm working, actually more because I think sometimes I have that, like, um, like that happiness it comes because you know you wait and wait and wait for this job and then it's like like a catharsis like you're like finally doing it but then I'm already before I start worrying about my next job which is sometimes like hard you know so it's I find myself really trying to reel back and focus on what I'm doing and living through the experience instead of you know worrying about what comes next like it's just about the process of getting the job right instead of actually the the process while you're doing right. the artistic process while you're doing the job. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's, you know, um, but right now I'm in a play and I'm, you know, and I'm having so much joy doing it. It and um but also like I find myself being like, oh like I'm not good enough. I also deal with that a lot. Like um like oh my God, like if this was a mistake. I think uh, yeah, like the- yeah putting pressure on yourself yeah putting pressure on myself because you know you wait for that job so long and you're finally get it and you're like because I spend so much uh time doubting myself uh when I'm when I don't necessarily have a job that it sometimes seeps in like you know like oh like this was a mistake they didn't really want me but you know can I live up to the expectation that I I have it exactly like can I live up to like whatever people thought I could do right so uh, I guess the way I deal with it a lot is really 
really trying not to compare myself. That's a big thing for me. Um, Really trying to focus on just my process instead of, you know, compare myself with other people or, you know, or, you know, just trying to put myself back on track. And also that my best friends who are Scotty and Ishmania, who are my, (laughs) who I I went to school with, who know me out inside and out. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like had a three-way Skype date with them like, uh, like five days ago. And I forgot how much, how much, um, they keep me sane. Yeah. How much they, the, because they know me, you know, they know when I do bad work, they know when I do good work, they know me at my worst, at my best, you know, so just to, and share that experience, like, you know, my friend Ishmael was basically like, oh yeah, you're in that process, a two week process in a play where you feel like shit, you yes. know? and then it all turns out okay. Yeah, and previews come and you're like, yeah. I'm alright, like, you can, you know, I went right. to school for this. No, but it takes time to realize that, oh, I, I, that's right, I feel this way right every time two weeks in yeah and then it resolves itself exactly it all turns out fine yes yeah but you have to know that it's gonna turn out fine right (laughs) I just have to like remind myself that I'm you know I actually studied this you know so I mean that was part of the reason why I first started this podcast was having like a couple friends where like when I sat down with those friends Mm -hmm. the conversation just worked everything out and Mm -hmm. made me put the focus back on being a human being right and being a a loving friend and a right. loving family member more than the business. Right, totally. Put and everything back in perspective. And so that kind of helped is the point of a lot of these podcasts. But mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah, I totally relate to that. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah, it's really it's really important to have good people around you too. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes I'm so into my life and also a lot of my close friends. I live in LA, so a lot of my close friends are in New York. And um sometimes it's so easy to be self-involved yeah you know I'm also an only child so it's it comes naturally you know so um so just to remind myself oh like this isn't all life you know this there is more to take a step back yeah yep totally did you go to LA right after Juilliard I did I I went um right after there was a lot of factors into that I I didn't have a green card Mm -hmm. Um, I was on a student visa, so um, I was in the whole immigration process during showcase and stuff when Mm -hmm. I was graduating, and um, I met like 20 lawyers, more than 20 immigration lawyers. It was a crazy... I was more stressed out about that than the showcase, which is, of course. which is like, yeah, uh, tell me all about that. Cause I'm sure there are other people who are oh yeah, struggling uh, with that or totally, uh, trying to figure that out. It's, it's a, it's a big part. If you don't have an American green card and it's, it's a really hard, especially now with administration, of, oh um, DT, um, <laughs> Mr. DT, uh, that it's, it's getting he like, he shall not be named. <laughs> he shall not be named. <laughs> Voldemort. Um, uh, I think it's, I, thank God I got my green card right before he got elected. Like literally came in the mail. But it took that long. It took long. So what happened was I, I graduated and, um, you know, you get this thing called OPT, which is an optional practical training. It, it just comes after a year after any student visa. Okay. After if you go to university, it gives you a year to like pretty much do internships, you know, like make a resume for yourself and with actors we all know that's really hard some 
you know, for an year. No, you have no control over whether you're going to be employed as an actor or not. Yeah, no control. And so during that year, uh, or when I was meeting lawyers, a lot of them were just like, you know, if you do theater, it's not going to help you for your next artist visa because they want names. They want the networks people you know that middle america knows like you know you want those celebrity names attached to it you want it's not necessarily like the amount of money mm -mm, you're making mm -mm. it's more about it's more about like when they read your visa they want you they want to know that oh you worked with all these super famous people and you have this soap opera and we know what that is yeah so so and also like um with broadway um i don't know the exact thing but if you don't have a green card they don't hire you like it it, broadway especially i think it's um i didn't have any problem doing off-broadway shows or regional shows Mm -hmm. while i was on uh on an artist visa but i guess and that was that wasn't a union thing. It was more the immigration thing. Yeah, I think it was. It was a union thing. It's something to do with actors' equity. They allow okay. only certain amount of non green card holders to. You know, they have a contract with that. But mm. um, normally, those goes to names. You right. know, like celebrities who come over and do. Right. So it was like, okay, well, I won't have a chance to really be on Broadway. So. I LA should. is better. LA is better, and I'll have my resume. And, you know, so I left LA and um, I was on an artist visa for three years. And then I just got my green card. And even that, people were like, you can't get a green card after three years of artist visa. Normally, it takes people more than that, like wow. six, nine, to be on an artist visa and then to have enough resume for them to even consider you. But because DT was running, I was like, you never know. America surprises you. Right. So you, you know. put an extra effort to try yeah. to get it through. Mm-hmm. And Good for you. So that's how I got my green card. Yeah. And I finally got it. How do you feel like, I mean, I know it's just been recent, but mm-hmm. how do you feel like your experience has changed since 100%. you got it? <laughs> and, and it might totally be um, accidental, How? but I just booked way more jobs after really? I got Yeah. And this is it's just like the red tape. Like mm-hmm. people are just less intimidated. I think so. I don't know what it is. Like I don't know yeah. if it even has to do anything with it. But when I was on an artist visa, you know, my reps and I talked about it a lot. After I booked the part, they would get really nervous about because I, I I've booked parts and they would um, be like, oh. Like, she, she has an artist visa. Oh, like, suddenly they were changing the... Like, they were like, oh... Even though that should be sufficient. Like, mm-hmm. you have a visa for this thing. Yeah, but they were... They're mo- like, a hmm. lot... I was threatened to get fired a right. lot of the times after they found out that I had a visa after I booked the job. Oh, no. So, it was... Uh, I it, mean, being an, being an actor is already nerve-wracking. So nerve-wracking. To try to get a job and then to feel like you have to be walking on pins and needles even after you've booked the job must be terrifying it was terrifying it was definitely and I was always worried you know when I was going out for pilots too like with pilots it's a little bit more easier because it's a bigger job but you know for guest spots or you know um yeah it was always I was always worried for the costume fitting is when it normally happens it's like the day after you book it and they give you a phone call and you know oh they don't want to hire you anymore because you're 
not American. You know, I'm always, I was always scared about that. Hmm. Um, so after I got my green card, I just booked way more jobs, but it might totally be not because of the green card. Right. It might also it be might just my be the perception, but exactly. Yeah. It might be my attitude, you know, yeah. because I was more confident about it. You know, I wasn't worried. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it, it definitely shifted. So what was the process like for you being in LA, like since you moved out there till now, like building a community for yourself and like mm-hmm. finding your way? Because mm-hmm. um, it's such a different city from New York. Yeah, it's so different. Um, when I first moved out there, I had a couple of classmates with me, which okay. was amazing. And That's I good. also moved out with my ex-boyfriend. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. So uh, that was a little easier. A little bit of a foundation at the time. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then uh, what really happened was after we broke up, like I was like, oh, okay. Like now I'm really on my own. Yeah. I need, uh, I need support, you know, and I want people around me. And um, yeah. And some of my classmates were still there, which is always nice, you know, and there's always new Juilliard people moving out. Right. And, um, so that's how I, that's a lot of my community people, but also, you know, um, I went to this acting class, like on camera class for a little bit when I first moved out and some of my friends I met through there, you know, some of my like close friends. Um, so that has been a really good support. Yeah. And, uh, and just always trying to connect with, if I do meet new people and if I do have a connection with them. I make more of an effort to stay. Right. To you like know, follow up and really yeah. make it a, a thing. Yeah, because normally I wouldn't do that. I'm not the type of person who's like, let's hang out, you know? Right. But um, definitely being more forward about, yeah. hey, I want to connect with you and we should, you know, and see if it goes anywhere. Yeah. Like a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for me. <laughs> So, um, what sorts of things have you found out there to kind of keep you grounded with, um, besides the business stuff? Besides the business stuff. I know stuff. it's, it's more TV and film based out there, mm-hmm. which is obviously artistically rewarding mm-hmm. in certain ways, but it's a different kind of lifestyle than like Ugh. working on plays and like can be more commercial. It can be more, definitely, you know, working on something for two days instead mm-hmm. of three months. Oh like, my God. Yeah. It's, it's how a do lot. you find stability within that is, I guess what I'm asking. It's a lot of letdowns, you know, and yeah. I, I, the, the thing about working on TV and film and, you know, trying to get work there is that it's such a letdown after you work it, because the best part of really, in my experience till now is when you get the call that you booked it. It's not necessarily the experience. Right. Because that's not the finished product. Exactly. You do your thing, and then they're editing it and putting it out, and then people see it months later. Like a year later sometimes, you know? So it's it's a lot of like, okay, I did this, you know? Um, And it took me a while to be like, okay, what can I do that's (laughs) going to keep me sane? Right. And I'm not the type of person who does a lot of things I have no hobbies I have you know and uh, like acting was my whole life right you're very focused yeah that's why I moved to America you know so I felt like if I didn't give my whole to this for some reason I would fail um and I I moved here when I was in high school like end of high school so this was my entire life um so yeah so like finding that was hard um I 
I just spend a lot of time with my good friends. I guess that's a really big thing. Um, for a while, I couldn't have a day job because I couldn't work with my visa. Right. And I didn't want to get into any trouble. So I never had a side job, which was hard. Yeah. Um, you know, not that I enjoy side job, but I, I also love meeting people, you know, and I didn't really right. have... And to have that income, too. Had to have an income. So... Right. Um, so I, I hung out with a lot of my friends, you know, and like try to like we hike, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big thing in, that's LA. What I hear in LA. Yeah, people do. <laughs> and I Sounds hate moving. <laughs> like I hate, like I despise moving. I want to <laughs> stay on my couch and like eat potato chips, and I'm like you know what, honestly having good food like you know and like cooking and yeah like just trying to find like my niche like what do i love and watching a lot of korean dramas like you know stuff like that it's so it might be like something little but i also realized the more older i get i miss my culture yeah you know i miss korean food i miss korean people i miss yeah and i hate it's a long way to be from home yeah it's a long way and you forget because I'm so and I was like and and randomly like I think it was my second year in um school uh second year in LA and I was just like oh there was like new Korean drama that everybody was crazy about and I watched an episode of that and the amount of joy I got out of it was crazy it really made me happy just to feel like oh like right and like there is that part of the world that I'm not in right now but I actually enjoy and it's also great to kind of because it deals with a lot of acting right like Korean dramas acting and like it's something I always want to be a part of but it also like gives me a little like leverage to be detached to it like I don't be like like compare myself with those actors because it's not my world, you know? Right, you're doing I, something else. I'm doing, I'm focusing on my American career. Right. You know, so it's, a, like, I can actually enjoy just, you know, watching a good, like, a good yeah. show and, like, hearing Korean and, yeah. you know, and eating some kimchi stew that I made. Like, that's <laughs> my biggest joy, honestly. <laughs> so when did that choice come for you? Like, do you ever feel the draw to be like, oh, well, maybe I should go back into this like the smaller pool of Mm -hmm. actors who are pursuing acting in korea korea or i you know you obviously came to school here Mm -hmm. like when did that decision happen for you is it something you're always reconsidering like i mean i'm always i always want to go back honestly and um because your parents are there yeah my parents are there my whole family's there you know that's my first language you know and um right and um but it was also never an option for me um, I, I came to America because the pool there is not only smaller, but it's also very specific the way the acting industry works or any industry really. Um, it's a lot based on looks. Really? Looks is a big thing. And, and not that I think, oh, like, you know, I'm not pretty or anything, but right. it's just but it's very, a specific very look. specific look, you yeah. know, the, a lot of plastic surgery, you know. And it's everybody goes through it, you know, and and the way they do it is also not necessarily through training and you become a good actor. It's right. more like there wasn't a program there where mm-hmm. you would have been like, okay, if I get into the school, the school, I can at least I have a foundation, Korea, yeah, right. So, so and I, you know, my parents were all about longevity. You know, if you want to do this, it's longevity. You don't want one show to be a hit thing in Korea and then just never work again, right? So. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think the decision was kind of made for me. I, I 
wanted to do it professionally and then I came here and but I always have yeah. the I always want to go back you know so that's so. something that I usually ask is like how do your how does your family take in your choice to be an artist <laughs> as for your living you know um, so how, how are your parents <laughs> dealing with it at this point? It sounds like they were supportive. They were really supportive. Well, I think my mom and or dad they let you leave home. Yeah, they? you know they're they're and they are so. I mean, they are so brave for doing that because they are not in the art industry. None of my family are in the art. What do your parents do? My dad's a lawyer, and now he teaches at a university as a law professor. You know, and my mom's a doctor she's a psychologist very stable very stable academic you know and my whole family's like that it's either law or you know or doctors so i mean i'm like i'm living the stereotype (laughs) i'm from korea by the way um yeah so um so it's just i think what my mom said she was worried the most about was that she just didn't know if i had any talents she just had no idea because she because she doesn't have a gauge of yeah, what that so is. She, yeah, she didn't know, oh, like, she could actually make, like, do this, you know? And I do agree to hmm. the some point. She was, like, she was saying with arts or sports, you know, or... And it's subjective. It's subjective, but you also need to have some sort of born-with-it quality. Like, yeah. you know, you, you work on it, of course, on your craft, but you do have to have some kind of, you know, it's not all about love, you know, you can't just right. love the thing, you have to have some kind of, you know, talents that you're born with, and um, she was just really worried that I didn't have that, you know, and I totally, at the time, I didn't understand, but I totally, if I ever had a kid, I think that's something I need to be subjective. Well, because your perception as a parent. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, 80% love, love, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. <laughs> she was just worried about that but i think things changed because uh because i went got into juilliard yeah and it's big yeah and but you were already living here before you auditioned or no yeah i was at um interlochen arts academy in michigan oh so, i don't think i made that connection yeah I'm from michigan yeah oh really yeah, yeah i saw your phone call like phone southeastern michigan yeah <laughs> I, I mean i loved michigan i only went yeah. to school there but i had a great time i was in the drama program and yeah. um and I got into Juilliard, so when that happened, I think she was really... Some, some confidence. Yeah, she was like, okay, like, you know, it's not all just in her head that she can do this. Like, she right. can actually, you know, she'll do something with it at mm-hmm. some point. So that changed a lot, and she's very supportive. Well, it's kind of nice that you've been doing a lot of TV and film, because I'm sure then they can see it, you know? <laughs> and I mean, they loved... Like, especially in Korea, because Disney's a name, you know? Right. So they were like, when I was on the Disney show, they were like, she's on the Disney (laughs) show. (laughs) So what was that like? Because you were on that Disney show, which is like a kid's show. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah, as a... So what was that like for you? I mean, it's To be in that world. Yeah, it was... I mean, I had such a blast. It was my first TV job. And say the name of the show again so people it, know. Uh, it was on Austin. I was on Austin and Alley. That's right. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, the season's done and the show's over. But it was such a fun show. I mean, I play. I, I spoke Korean the whole time. Yeah. I mean, my character was great because she understood English, but she only spoke in Korean. Gotcha. You know, and um, 
Yeah, and um, so you got to be a little snarky. Yeah, it was like one of those snarky worlds. Yeah. It wasn't at all like, oh, she can't speak like, English. Right. It was actually she's smart and she understands everything. She just chooses not to, you know. So it was just, really like, comment on everything. Yeah, she yeah. comments on in Korean all the time, and she's right. like, I think she's a badass. <laughs> so it was really fun. I mean, you know, I I was fortunate enough that I looked young enough to like play a sixteen year old on the show. Take it. Um, I was like, thank you, thank you. I will take this. Paycheck. I will take it and have so much fun. And everybody was actually honestly like really nice. And I got to like kind of be in the Disney circle a little bit, where you know I was being considered for a lot of other projects. Cool. Um. Um. Yeah. And where so they try to like take care of their own. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, they liked me, so they were trying to find projects for me to be part of so uh, I was in that world for a while and then um yeah so I had a really really it was my it was one of my like favorite jobs honestly on tv (laughs) because it just also that excitement of your first job of course and you know and I was only supposed to be on one episode I just happened to become a recurring on the show you know so it it was it was definitely and it, it was a while like it was a year more than a year and a half after I moved out that's awesome so I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> your Disney job. <laughs> my Disney job. It was great. Um, so tell me a little bit about the play you're doing now. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> Is this the first play you've done in a while? It's you know what? No, I did a show last year at Signature um, called Love and Money. It was. Oh no! I totally missed it. Oh, it's totally I know fine. I love Signature, but yeah, they're they're <laughs> great. And um, Air, it was Air Gurney's new show. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it was really nice. I was really happy because um, Jim was there at the time, and I, I got a chance to, you reconnect know, with reconnect him. with him yeah. before he passed away, and um, so it was really great. Um, this show, <sighs> I mean, this show is Leah mind blowing. Like it's so good. The show is so good. Um, Tracy Letts is the writer. Amazing. I mean, he's you know Tracy Letts, and he's just fantastic. And um, yeah, and you I auditioned in LA. So yeah, so I auditioned in LA. I actually like it was really funny. I, I couldn't be seen for this role for a while. Uh-huh. I think um, I was trying to get him for the workshop at some point when they were doing it a couple of months ago. I couldn't be seen for it. I think because they were casting mostly in New York, and mm-hmm. um, so I- I've known the show in the back of my head, but you know, um, uh, the opportunity didn't come until they were looking for people in LA, and I I auditioned, and um, I actually like showed up a week earlier. I was in this like rockabilly gear. I play a Vietnamese rockabilly girl. Okay. And I was like tatted up. You were ready. I was ready to go. (laughs) I was ready to rip this part. I was so, like, when I read the script, like, and, you know. She has pink hair right now. (laughs) Partially pink hair. And it's cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, and. I was just so ready, and then I was at this equity building in L.A. that I've never been to, and... (laughs) Equity exists. Yeah, equity exists. I was like, (laughs) what is this new building? Right. Um, And nobody was there, and I had to leave because I was a week earlier. Oh, no. And and I was... But it gave me more time to prepare, which was good. (laughs) Did you you mention it to them? Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned it to them, like, actually, like, after I got cast. Um, But... I, I just it was one of those it's just one of those scripts that I you know I'm I mean 
LA writing is great, you know, and you know, pilots no, are but fun. But play is different. But play and as an Asian woman mm-hmm. and, and you know, a woman of color, like it's very rare that you meet a role like this. Uh, you know, I I recently did another like um, written interview for this um, Asian I think blog magazine, uh-huh. and I actually went on a rant. Like I hate writing, but I went on a rant about how. Like, I really, I would be lucky. I would be so, such a lucky actor if I ever get to meet a role like this in my life. Like, ever. You know, it's just a fact, you know? And not only because this role is amazing, but also because the opportunity is so rare to, you know, to fall in a, you know, in love with the role for any actor, but especially an actor of color, you know? The variety is very Well, there's a lot of stereotypes. A lot of stereotypes. And, you know, and... I talk about this a lot, uh, where um, uh, as much as I love Asian plays, quote unquote Asian plays, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's a very important story to be told. But a lot of the times, it just ha- it just finishes at be at being an Asian play about Asian people, right. not. Uh, not that they this is a person and who happens to be who happens to be asian and that's what i was like most thankful about tracy for writing a part like this is that you know yeah like she's a vietnamese rockabilly and we actually um i guess they you know theater uh steppenwolf had a conversation about being how is it to cast is it okay to cast a korean actor also in a vietnamese role and you know and um which is a very important conversation to have but also part of me um was kind of sad about that because because when it comes to like caucasian roles right? right like the typical like Caucasian actors, white actors, they can play Irish, you know, European, like any, any, like, you know, British, anything, right? It's not more, it's not as precious. Like, it's, you know, you just assume. They're good conversations to have. It's great conversation. And it's it's tricky. It's an important conversation to have, actually. But it does, it does make me feel like, oh, like, what? So does that mean I only have to play Korean characters for the rest of my life, you know? And and um and I had to like ask my, you know, ask myself that question too, like being like you know, but the thing is I'm an actor and yeah, you know, you want to transform. And I want to transform. And I was, you know, I was like if I have to speak Vietnamese in this play because she ha- she's a Vietnamese, she's a Vietnamese descent, then I will learn my lines work my ass off exactly on doing that job i will make it perfect because that's my job as an actor not because i'm a korean actor no and i i know frankie my husband has talked about that a lot about like you want to be able to transform and if but if you like cast you know if you cast him as a cuban actor as Mm -hmm. a colombian character Mm -hmm. then he's going to do the work and he's going to make the accent make it work yeah because you can't just say oh it's a latino character i'm casting this mexican person oh yeah they're just going to use their mexican accent even though it doesn't make sense no no definitely not and i need to be specific yeah i mean that's and i think that's our job so that's why i think i was a little sad about it because i was like i mean hopefully the actor will do their job and transform you know and make sure and because i'm korean i'll make i'll work even harder to make sure that i'm not you know, I will, you know, so it, so 
yeah, but I, I also love this role because, you know, I mean, she doesn't speak Vietnamese, um, but she's Vietnamese-American. Right. Um, and she's just a character that I've never really seen ever before. She has pink hair. She has, she's tatted up. You know, she's rockabilly. Um, she has her own arc in the story. She's strong. She's badass. She's, you know, I mean, she has a lot of... Uh, things that she's going through and a lot of you know yeah she's not just supporting someone else in the story no that's like you know I mean yeah she's she's her own character and she has her own and she's so rich like she's just a rich person she's not a rich Asian person she's a rich person right and you know Tracy's ability to write a character like that is amazing it's amazing you know so and my castmates are so good (laughs) Like, How big is the cast? How many people? There's like, uh, uh, I think like six, seven, including uh-huh. six, seven. Um, That's so exciting. It's, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, Steppenwolf's an amazing theater. Steppenwolf is an amazing theater. Chicago actors are amazing. Yeah. Like, and all of them have lived in, uh, there's uh, one of my castmates lived in, lives in LA right now, but. Um, but most of them are from Chicago. Yeah, but even her, she lived in Chicago for like, oh, wow. uh, like a long time, you That's know. Great. So all of them are Chicago-based actors, and so I'm the only. So you get to like kind of be a part of that and get welcomed into that. Oh my God, they're amazing. Oh. They're just mind blowing. Like it's That's so exciting. It's so yeah. So I'm really excited. This play is amazing. <laughs> I'm I love the story. I love every character. Oh, I love so my sad. part. I'm not gonna get to see it. But <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I know well we can you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but I know you're in a relationship right now I am with another actor with another actor how's that true how is that for you guys to be two artists in a relationship we're gonna dive into this okay (laughs) let me get ready um and I'm doing long distance right now which I I totally understand (laughs) so he's in New York and I'm in LA Oh, yeah. I was assuming you were both in L.A. Mm-mm. and right now you're long distance, but Mm-mm. he's in New York. He's in New York. She, Jesus. We met doing a, the play at uh, Signature. Oh, wow. And okay. we started out doing long distance. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and actually he spent like six months in L.A. with me. So um, so it was nice to build that foundation of right. being together, and we went to Korea together, which was really nice. Aww. You got to meet your family. Uh-huh. Everything first boyfriend to go to Korea and meet my family um yeah he uh it's it's hard being in a relationship with an actor is really hard I've only really dated actors you know Mm I've so I don't know what it is like to really date a normal person (laughs) normal quote-unquote you You know I mean you've dated friends for a long time (laughs) as long as I've known you so um it's uh it's tricky I think we are learning how to also we're we've only dated for a year and a half so it's not that long so we're still learning about each other but we're also learning how to i think both him and i are learning how to be with each other when one is working and one is not and when both support how to support exactly exactly how or even how to work together when we're both working or both not working Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really tricky um right now i'm in a situation where i'm working and he's not right he um so i've been i've actually like 
having a hard time connecting with him no, and it has nothing to do and I've you know I have to tell him this and I have to remind my, myself it has nothing to do with him and I right now I'm in a I, I want to be and I'm also a very selfish actor uh, when it comes to you know my process I really want to You're just like completely invested I'm in invested thing, in it right? yeah and it's hard it's like I don't want to ever feel like I have to give up you know some of the process to connect with you know somebody else and this not only comes to him it comes to my friends too like you know sometimes I just want to you know indulge myself into it and and um so but also how do I make him not feel like he's left out you know like I totally forgot about him because it really has nothing to do with him I know he's always there and he's supportive and he's really you know there for me so it's it's been tricky I'm in I'm still figuring out I can't answer that question like necessarily okay because we haven't worked it out yet you know we're still working on it figuring it out as you go yeah figuring out on as I go but you know we make sure we talk to each other every day you know especially Mm -hmm. when we're doing long distance um and you know try to involve him in my process you know that has been a big thing like you know to talk about it as actors you know and so yeah it's it's hard (laughs) it's hard it's really really hard it's beautiful but hard a beautiful match for that yeah um well I'm gonna ask you two more questions just to wrap it up oh my god totally um and so one of them is like when you are feeling like you're in the dark side Mm. or you're uninspired like what are some concrete things that you reach for to try to help you come out of it, like a book you always read or music you listen to or a place mm-hmm. you go or something like that? Um, I really try to go and see theater, really. Yeah. You know, that's that's always been my go-to, like find theater and um, because it's always so inspirational to see, you know, even if it's bad theater, to see people live a live something. live yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing live it's like different from watching a movie yeah and i don't i love movies and tvs and it's really fun but i've never i have to be honest i've never been really inspired by like i enjoy it you know yeah but i've never been truly inspired by and i recognize great acting you know i i know they're good actors but it never like really hits me to the bottom of my core and with theater, even when it's bad theater, like, it's just amazing for to me to watch, watch people who are doing something. Like, even if they're moving, like, a table on stage, you know, it's just, it In takes person, a lot of balls, yeah. you know? Yeah, it takes sense. a lot of balls to do, uh, you know, what we do. Yeah. Um, so I always try to go and see you know LA is a great place for a 99 seat theater you know and they're actually really great work being produced by that yeah and also they have big theaters like Mark Taper and mm-hmm. you know Geffen that's always nice to go to too but I always try and see theater um and yeah because I don't necessarily have a book <laughs> Like, you know, I listen to a lot of K-pop, but I don't know if that's inspiring. I mean, if it gets you out of that spot. I mean, it does, you know? It really does. Like, watching, like, Korean game shows or, like, you know, something like... You hit the YouTube. Yeah, hit the YouTube and just watch Korean people talk. You know, that's pretty nice. That all makes sense. (laughs) And then the last question is, have you seen anything recently that you want to recommend? In LA or Ooh, here? Oh, you know, anything. yeah, 
I actually just saw Uncle Vanya. Which just closed, Just right? closed Here at Goodman. Because I'm doing Uncle Vanya in New York right now. <gasps> I, um, you are? In a bar. It's called Drunkle Vanya. Oh, my God. I so heard I, that's I really it, fun. It's really fun. Right? But I, I was thinking about trying to see it this weekend, but I, but I just got here, and like we needed to spend time together, so oh, yeah. I didn't go see it. But 100%. Um, I heard it was really good. It's Two of my castmates are in it. Oh. So, I yeah, they are some super people because they <sighs> are playing been... Uncle uh, Uncle Vanya and Sonia. Nice. And they come to rehearsal after they're or well, now they're finally over. Yeah. Done, but. Now they're done, but they I just don't know how they oh, do that's it. Awesome. Yeah, but it was a really great show. Um yeah, they were both amazing. Uh so yeah, I would definitely recommend that, but that ended. Um I'm seeing actually uh straight white men at Steppenwolf next week. Okay, so I'm excited about that, you know, young Or are there any, like, particular theaters in L.A. that, like, maybe you haven't seen a specific show recently, but there are always mm. places you like to go? Yeah, um, they have, uh, the Row Theater is a good theater. Okay. I am a, um, that, uh, John Karen, who went okay. to Juilliard, he's involved with, and, uh, the, um, a lot of, uh, I think NYU, uh, uh, Tisch people, I think they're the one who, and, um, uh, like, uh, Leslie Headland. Okay. Her most of her plays were first produced there, and I was in a. I also find out about that theater because, um, I did Leslie Headland's play in um, in Philadelphia, and that was oh, my cool. first job uh, assistance um, at Wilma Theater, and that was my first job ever. Ever so, and you know, I heard that most of her plays were produced there first and went to like playwrights, and you know. And now she's a big name. <laughs> but, yeah, so they, they do a lot of new work. So I try to go to workshops there and stuff like that if awesome. I can. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this, especially on uh, late notice. Oh, my God. I appreciate it. It's so nice to catch up with you. Thank you for having me. listening to the compass podcast i'm leah walsh more episodes are coming soon please look for us on facebook and itunes i'd like to thank the following people for their generosity the compass cover art is by kim miller music by brendan spieth audio assistance from nick choksi and a special thanks to frankie j alvarez see you next time Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.